This is episode 17. I had the privilege of seeing the singer-songwriter at a Song Suffragettes showcase in January of 2020. There, I heard her single, First Time Feeling, and I was an instant fan. Her debut album, also called First Time Feeling, was released last month. American Songwriter stated, with a nimble, gorgeous voice, she delivers soaring melodies over well-crafted arrangements, almost akin to Dolly Parton Reborn. And Charlestonians will get to witness this firsthand as she's playing two, two people, two sold out shows at Charleston Music Hall on September 26th and 27th. This is Leah Blevins. What an introduction. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, of course. Like, you know, it's so interesting to kind of like go back and realize when I first saw you at Song Suffragettes. I didn't even realize because I had all these like old recordings on my cell phone and I was like, I wonder which songs I recorded on my phone. And one of them was first time feeling. And I was like, oh my God, what a crazy full circle that was. I think that was the first time I'd ever played um, song suffragettes. If that was 2020, I think it was like Mm -hmm. right before the world shut down and tornadoes here in Nashville, but that's like a, a really near and dear uh, date to my heart too just because that's when my fiance now husband and I met back up too so what a cute little moment we're having here <laughs> love it full circle yeah and it's interesting too because um you know doing all of my research on you and learning about first time feeling like that was a song that you had written a while ago like when you mm-hmm. first moved to Nashville mm-hmm. and it kind of found its way back up to the top on just in the rotation, but also on the album. And it's now the title of the album. So I feel like it's a super important song and special song to you as well. I mean, in every sense of the term full circle, even, you know, it's like this was one of the first co-writes that I had in Nashville, like standing on my own, which was, you know, it's like you're 22 years old, don't know which direction you want to go just yet. So this is like a, it's a near and dear um you know, record and from start to finish, mm-hmm. regardless of when the song was written. But yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's so, and again, thank you so much. I know it's a Sunday morning and you and I are coming together. I'm like still kind of in my PJs. I've got my glasses on. So um, I do appreciate taking some time out of your morning, but I do find it a little serendipitous because it's Sunday and Sunday's normally your day for church. And sure. so I know that you have a tie into church and it kind of is the foundation for your, the beginning of your story, so to speak. So I wanted to know if you could share your earliest memory of music. Sure. Um, My earliest memory is with my family in church, as you mentioned, and my sisters and I have grown up singing gospel hymnals and always going through different um, churches to kind of, as a revival, um, if you will. So church is near and dear to me as well. It's like, it's a common thread throughout my life too. And it keeps me grounded within this crazy existence that we're all in. But, uh, yeah, my earliest memory would definitely be singing in church, an old Baptist church back in East Kentucky. And it's, and this was also part of your family, parts of your family were in a gospel band in the sixties and seventies. Yes, that's correct. The Harbor Masters. And that was my uh, mother's father, my papa, 
Um, my mom, she was 14 in that band. My auntie, Karen, um, they called her Susie. And then her son, Brian. So it was a family, family affair always. And like when the family does have the opportunity to get back together, I know with the way the world has been recently, you know, if you guys have been able to get back together, um, is there, is there ever like music? Are you guys singing, still playing together whenever you guys have the opportunity to be around each other? Of course. I feel like maybe not so much anymore, just because Lacey and myself, we moved away. Um, but Papa's constantly humming and singing. And I walked in probably this time last year or a couple years ago. It feels like 2019 was just yesterday, but he went to the ear, nose and throat doctor. And I walked in and he was running a scale with this new thing. His throat doctor told him he's just he's going to be a singer till he he passes on. So that's pretty much the core to, to why I'm, I'm even here, you know, is that mm-hmm. that fella. And so because it is such a huge part of your upbringing, I know it's just this connecting fiber between your family and who you are. Um, is there a way that you would be able to define your relationship with music? I know that's always kind of a tough question because it could go so many ways, but sure. yeah. I think for me personally, it's just a form of therapy. Like even if I weren't a singer or pursuing this career path, I would still be writing things down frequently and pretty much that's my routine on a daily. So it's more or less for me, just it's second nature almost. I don't, I don't even have to think about it. I'll play music and sing at some degree for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how, like, do you carry around like a little notebook or are you always doing the notes on your phone? Like whenever you have, Oh no, (laughs) (laughs) I am not a tech savvy human being whatsoever. So I have just the, um, standard journal. I go through one every couple months pretty Mm -hmm. much. And so talking about the new album, your gorgeous baby that you have released into the musical wild came out on August 6th. And I sat down and listened to the whole album. It is to me, the word that always keeps coming back to me is the word vulnerable. It feels very open and it feels very vulnerable. And I'm one of those people where I'll listen to a song, but then I'll like pull up the lyrics and like read them along. Like I'm following that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so out of this entire collection of songs, like, is there one in particular that transport you back to that moment that you were inspired to write that song because it's maybe so vivid or just a memory that will always come flooding back when you hear a particular song from the album that's a a wonderful question and I think that's coming to me more and more every day which song really has been like the most pivotal song and I think that would be Fossil simply because at that time I had not to go dark here, but I I just lost my granny and um, was coming out of like what needed to be as far as sobriety. And that was like the first song I'd ever written completely sober without anything in my system, you know? So that's like a, that's a lot of information, but I think it's important. Again, as you said, vulnerability, it's like, what's the point if we're not sharing our experiences to kind of implement that it's okay to be exactly who you are in whatever state of mind or emotional state that may be. But mm-hmm. yeah. And it's so funny that you say that um, just sharing 
um, I think it's interesting that you picked fossils because I was as listening through all of the songs, like that's one that also personally hit me because I actually, I too lost, I lost my father this year. And oh, wow. that was a song that immediately was like, Oh, like a gut punch, you know, but in a very therapeutic, but also a very centering way for anyone sure. that maybe has a loss in their life or could be interpreted to anything else. But um, yeah, it was very fitting for me. Well, I'm very sorry for your loss, but it's, mm-hmm. it is through song that we can kind of at least navigate that, you know, in some way. So thank you for saying that. Yeah, of course. Well, and, you know, personally, you know, music for me as well, like it's so ingrained in my everyday routine, you know, like as soon as you get up in the morning, I'm turning on like 105.5 The Bridge, which is the local independent station here, or I'm listening to Lightning 100 out of Nashville. And if not, it's like going to the shower and like, I'm the idiot that's like, okay, I have 20 minutes in the shower. Let's get a really fun playlist for the shower. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's such an ingrained part of your life. And it's interesting to also hear how it's in everyone else's life as well. And for the people that I've heard, you know, that'll say, well, you know, I don't really listen to music. I'm like, what do you do with your time? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think that to each their own. I just cannot imagine a world where music doesn't exist. I think it's like, and for those folks that potentially feel that way, I think it's like they'll have a rude awakening one at some point, you know, they're going to hear it and it's going to hit them to to the depths of their soul. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Well, so out of this album, because you're going on tour now, you are, yes. like I said in the intro, you're going to be in Charleston, the 26th and the 27th. So very, very soon. And so you're going to be playing at Charleston Music Hall, sold out. For real. And so is this your first time to Charleston? It's not my first time. We used to travel there and I've, I've played shows in and out of there, but never to a sold out uh, crowd and not opening for Mr. Marcus King. So it'll be a special one in its own right. Yeah. Beautiful place, by the way. Yes, it is gorgeous. Do you remember the other venues that you've played here before? Gosh, I could do some research. I think (laughs) I passed through there a couple times a few years back, but I'll have to get back to you on that one. (laughs) Of course. And like during the time, since you'll be here two days in a row, like, do you have any sort of like downtime routine or if there's anything, um, particular that you want to do while you're in Charleston or is it just more so of you you're going to get downtime because you got two nights in a row that you'll be playing I feel like if the beach is close enough I can't ever pass up the opportunity to go to the beach this Kentucky girl is not going to do that so that being said the beach is probably in my near future but um I don't really I feel like my system is pretty simplistic I just get I love mornings like mornings are my my I don't know, breath of fresh air, if you will. Um, but I, I, I have like a centered moment in the morning and then the rest of the day is up to the, the cosmos, I feel like. But yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a trip to the beach for sure. Definitely. I'll, and I'll share some recommendations when we're, we're done. But yeah, the beach is very close to downtown, which is where the music hall is. So we're talking Perfect. about 10 minutes and then you're there. So you're good. I can't wait to have recommendations from you too. So yeah, pass those on. 
Well, and you mentioned like morning, like you're a morning person and like, that's kind of your, how you start the day. Um, is it more so of like, do you have a process of like, is it a meditation? Is it just your routine that kind of gets you ready for the day? Um, can you walk us through like how you feel ramped up to do, to start your day? Sure. I mean, for me, it's like, it's never like a consistent system, but it's like these five things that take place every morning, you know? And that's just time with the Lord. I have to have my coffee, write things down in my journal. Like I like the act of just um, finding an intention and then writing it down, the action. I've been doing that for like 11 days now. Um, It's just little things like that just to implement into your day, just to get in a good headspace. I'm very much, I know this is going to say something about me, but I grew up and my dad was in government, so I love starting my day with the news. So I listen to the nightly news in the morning. <laughs> well, and that is a good way too to kind of know what's going on. Cause you know, it's especially with music and stuff. Sometimes music can be influenced by what's happening in the current culture and climate and things like that. And can definitely be an influence on your mood and the state of being that you're in. So it kind of maybe helps with that as well. For better um, or for worse. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So you said you've been writing down intentions for the past, you said 11 days. Mm-hmm. And well, it's probably like 16 days now. You're only supposed to do it for 11, but I've just kept going. And is that to kind of help you stay focused on like what your headspace is for the day or what has that kind of helped serve you or in what way has it served you? Basically you just, you, the one that I'm doing, I don't know if there's a, a bunch of different formats, I'm sure, but you just write down your name three times and then six times following that you write the intention, which mine was to be more mindful of my, my actions. And then following that, you'd write down nine times what that intention needs in order to execute. So I put just be more consistent. So it's like just putting that ingraining that in your every day. It's the human brain has always been about training it, what we do know. So just kind of like trying to be, again, more consistent in my walk. And have you seen anything from doing that process? Has it carried over into any of the work that you've been doing? Like maybe is it writing more songs or being more creative with, I don't know if you started working on the second album or started thinking about the second album. Like, has that kind of carried over into any of those processes? I feel like if anything, after the pandemic and what have you, I've learned to just not be so future driven. Like, I'm just thankful that these shows are coming up right now. So implementing those things that I was mentioning, it's like it's more so just getting through each day. I I feel like we can often future trip and not really focus on the now. So that's that's something I feel like everybody has to work on is just being more present. But for me, it's like I can just see myself, I don't know, showing up for me more so than anything, which is a good thing, obviously. Yeah. Well, and it's sometimes, you know, it's it can be easier said than done, you know? And sure. So it's good to recognize that. Always. And so with going out on the tour or going out on tour, this is the first time we're playing a lot of these songs live. And... I know this is always such a hard question, but is there one song off the album in particular that you are like chomping at the bit to just sing it live and get it out there? Gosh, well, 
I'm going out and playing these shows acoustic by myself. So this record is just production mm-hmm. to the the most production that I've had on anything prior to releasing. So I feel like my release show that I just had was, you know, it was amazing to actually execute these songs and play them live and feel the audience kind of being receptive to that. So I look forward to being able to kind of um, put together a band and play these songs live. But there's still just that emotional connection that I feel happens with just an acoustic guitar sometimes too so we'll see what what happens playing these songs um the way they were originally written and then kind of being able to have something to refer to you know yeah well and you mentioned the production of the album and they were so this album was produced by paul Coth- Cothran. no there's no r coffin coffin yeah i want to i always wanted to add r in his name and i was like there's no r i know that <laughs> um often and then Bo Bedford and so mm-hmm. they were and they were the masterminds I guess alongside you with the production of this entire album and you guys produced this and recorded in Dallas and so you guys kind of well you in particular you got out of Nashville went to Dallas and I think I read somewhere that you were in a hotel room by yourself no tv just alone with your thoughts and a journal kind of in this entire process of recording it and so would you say that the removal of some of the distractions kind of helped you get in that headspace for this process of recording and producing the album? Yeah, I think it's more or less. Um, I don't know what was said in that interview, but I feel like in that time, I was just so scattered anyway, that no matter if you put me in a room with a million distractions, I still would have been in my own head. But I think it was either the room was cheap the cheapest to get or it was sought sought out through Paul. But um, yes, those two fellows, I feel like they allowed me to kind of level up as an artist and just have this more of a distinct sound. And I knew hearing Paul live and his records that there was something to it. And that's for me, that's what I wanted to be able to dance to in my own mind and, and songs that I was writing. So those, those fellows, and Jeff Sons down there, he also played a huge part in everything. I love that man. And I feel like they just, you know, they they um, led me to the water in a sense. And now I get to kind of help others within that. And, um, yeah, so those guys, definitely all the praise in the world to what's happening at Martyr Electric with those, mm-hmm. those Texas gentlemen. Yes. And for anyone that may have not ever heard Paul Coffin live. He is very distinct. You know his voice, you know his sound. Um, and do you think that you guys would ever do like a duet together or any sort of like collaboration? I mean, I'm open to doing that at any point. It's not been discussed just yet, but um, we've, we've all, always thrown around ideas. So I'm sure some some time down the road we'll we'll get together but I mean for me I'm I'm all basket filled with eggs and all my eggs in their basket I couldn't get that one out but um (laughs) to record this next record with Mm -hmm. with them down there too so um who knows what can what can happen that's true. And we're going to stay present. So that's right. I need to take advice from you. And I'm like already getting pretty <laughs> far down the road. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do for real. Um, and so this is always a question and I know I prefaced this a little bit earlier, but um, I always like to ask everybody what their entrance song 
maybe of the moment because originally I always ask everyone like what's your entrance song and it's kind of hard to pinpoint like one song that can encapsulate your hype song so to speak so is there one song in particular in particular that you're listening to right now that's like maybe gets you amped oh my gosh (laughs) I should have thought about this and I didn't let me think what comes to mind right away but I think it's probably let's go with rooms on fire by stevie nicks okay (laughs) taking this literally (laughs) (laughs) well i mean i think anything by stevie nicks is definitely going to get your your fanny and gear and get you ready for the day absolutely and so I think we're, and unfortunately, I know we're getting close to the end of the interview, but um, is there anything else about the album that you make, that we want to mention, that we want to highlight, that maybe I didn't touch on so that, you know, people that are the fortunate ones that did get tickets, because if you didn't, you should have a lot of people, the Chelsonians <laughs> that are going to get to see you at the music hall. Is there anything else that you maybe want to highlight that I haven't been able to cover? You know, I feel like everything will come out the way it's supposed to, but I feel like this conversation I had with you has been very easy. I feel like I'm just chatting with a girlfriend, so I appreciate I appreciate this, this little chat. And the record in its own right for me, it's like finally being able to have a team and have people that believe and want to lift you, lift you up in a way that you can release something in this regard. It's been, you know, the best emotional um again, like just fulfillment that I've, I feel like I needed, you know, throwing feeling around a lot here, but it's the theme at this point. Um, but again, I think this record is just, it's, um, it is about vulnerability, but resilience and triumph in its own right. So it's all with the bad, you got to have the good and you can't have one without the other. So that's, that's the blessing in disguise with all, with all these songs too. Exactly. And it's a perfect lesson to help you stay present and to keep you grounded as well. Absolutely. And so people that are listening, how do we follow you? How do we support you? All of the good things online. My, I have a website now and that's leahblevinsmusic.com. Um, and then everything is pretty much steered towards Instagram and that's Leah Blevins Music as well. Everything should be Leah Blevins Music. If not, then... Uh, You'll have to do a little more digging, I guess. But I think that's that's what it is up to date. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate it. Thank and we you can't so wait much. To see you in Charleston. I know you're going to be there. Let's let's definitely hang and shoot me some information about places to eat there for sure. Definitely. All the and all the fun like spots. It'll be great. So, um, congratulations again on the album. It is it's a beautiful piece of work and it's, you deserve all of all the hard work you've been into it. You can certainly tell, and it's just an amazing piece of work. Thank you, sis. I appreciate you. And I'm very fortunate. I hope you have a good day and see you real soon. Yes. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.